0: Hi, this is Dr. Marv Rosenberg of the Safaris of Image of a Girl of Fame, and I'd like to welcome you to the show, The Anatomy of a Hit, where you will learn the inside story of a hit record or two. Today on The Anatomy of a Hit, we will be discussing this great record by Lou Christie.
1: Is I pretend that I'm happy, Sh- but I'm Mr. Blue. Sh- I pretend that I'm happy, shut up.
0: Yes, it's the great song Two Faces Have I from 1963. You know, Lou studied music and voice in high school and his teacher wanted him to pursue a career in classical music. Lou had an unbelievable voice with his strong vibrato. In fact, Lou possessed an unbelievable three to four octave range with his voice. But young Lou wanted to make a rock and roll record and be on American Bandstand as a kid. He didn't choose his stage name, Lou Christie. Here is Lou explaining his real name and the name he wanted to use professionally on an interview with Jason on an oldies cruise in 2019.
1: Uh, Dave, who comes from Scottsdale, Arizona, said, if you wouldn't mind sharing, what is your real slash birth name, not your stage
2: name? Well, I'll give the Italian version. Luigi Alfredo Giovanni Sacco. Did you, uh, When did you move to Lou Christie? Uh, hmm, I was forced into it. I didn't move into it. I didn't choose it. Uh, the, the record company put it out. Uh, I was just going to either go under one name or... Because they used to call me Luigi, you know, and my friends, close friends, still do, L- and it's spelled L-U-G-E-E. It was like short for Luigi. So they say, hey, Luigi, yeah, hey, Lu-. <laughs> yes. And they changed it to Lou Lu- Christie. I went in and I said, I think I'm going to leave my name as just one name, like Luigi, you know. And if- and they said, Oh, you know, the record comes out today, and you're to Lou Christie. And I thought, Oh.
0: Before his first hit, Lou had a local East Coast hit with a group where he could use his preferred name, Luigi. The group was called Lucci and the Lions, and the song, The Jury. It was released on the Robbie record label. Let's hear a portion of that record so you can hear the future star's voice we know as Lou Christie. This is called The Jury.
1: Will the defendant please step forward? You.
0: This is an interesting story about Lou Christie's writing partner for 30 years, Twyla Herbert. Christie was 15 years old when he met Twyla, a bohemian gypsy psychic and former concert pianist. Lou talks about his writing partner, Twyla, who was over 20 years older than him, in an interview on Cousin Brucey's Sirius radio program.
2: What about her? Is she uh, was she like you and
0: I, or is there something
2: well, uh, another situation? Well, we there was over? a lot of dimensions there. She was psychic. I mean, she was very, very uh-huh. psychic. Okay. She predicted, uh, you know, about three of the hit records. I mean, she, we just, they just, they would come to her. This, you know, these visions, uh, and she was a Hungarian gypsy. Uh, so she had this, you know, incredible intuitiveness. That uh, I mean, it was so different because when I met this person, it was like. She's, she's living in another way. This is so interesting, the way she saw the world. And the way. But you're only 15, Lou. Yes, that, I know. Didn't it scare you? Did you understand? No, I, I was fascinated by the whole thing. No, I wasn't scared at all. <laughs> and, uh, and we just laughed and wrote songs. Uh, she was quite, quite an interesting person.
0: Let's hear that big hit by Lou Christie which started off his career with his style of switching in the song from his regular voice to his falsetto voice. Here is The Gypsy Cried.
1: I had some trouble with my baby So I had my fortune ran I had some trouble with my baby Gypsy Crap.
0: Then the song Two Faces Have I was released. We heard that song opening the show shortly thereafter, and it reached number six on the top 100 and became a worldwide hit. Two Faces Have I were both written by Lou Christie and his partner Twyla Herbert, like all of his hits. But initially, it was supposed to be a ballad. In that interview with Cousin Brucie, Lou talks about that and sings live, the ballad that was initially the song two faces have i i personally think it's fantastic let's hear it uh two faces tell, tell me about two faces now what a what a, what a strange uh uh-huh.
2: what a strange title two faces have i a- yeah uh, well we always started off with um a title we like odd titles you know and we like different kind of changes and not like I said I didn't want to make a record that it sounded like someone else but when we wrote the song I wrote two faces I think two or three different ways we liked the title and the first way we wrote it was uh, as a sort of a ballady kind of a thing and uh, uh, well should we do it yeah <clears throat> and now that she's betrayed me the world will never know Laughter in the daytime At night the tears begin to flow
1: For two faces have
2: I One to laugh, one to cry Look at him
3: laugh.
2: Look at him cry. Ooh. Ooh. Wow. Now, <laughs> that's a whole different song. Yeah. But that's so, in other words, when you, uh, Wrote that originally with yeah. That's how the arrangements was going to go. Was that it was yeah, a ballad? It was a ballad, and um, uh, but um, you know we we were following up to the Gypsy Cry, a record that was you know we had to stay in that genre.
0: After two hits, just as his career was getting into high gear, Christie was drafted into U.S. military. When his service was up, he resumed his career immediately. Lou's career was quickly re-established after his discharge when he signed with MGM Records. The song he recorded, MGM executives reportedly disliked that first single on the label, and the MGM president reportedly threw the tape into a wastepaper basket. But Christie's new management promoted the record in California. When it started to get a reaction, MGM decided to release it after all. It took eight weeks after first appearing on the Billboard chart, but lightning strikes went all the way to number one and gave Lou his third gold record. It reached number one in the U.S. on Christie's 23rd birthday. The song featured his signature falsetto and included a female chorus, which consisted of Bernadette Carroll, Denise Ferry, and Peggy Santiglia, shouting, Stop! In the song peggy was a member of the angels who had that big hit my boyfriend's back lou explained that lightning strikes was even if you're going with someone when you see someone who turns you on you go for it right anyway lou is joking about the words lightning strikes in this interview with cousin brucey Lou also explains the vocal background words he made up And having uh, the girls on his tour sing the background for us. Listen.
2: Lightning Strikes, I thought, was perfect. I mean, it was, you know, some of the stuff. I wish someone would pick it up for Viagra because it would be perfect (laughs) right now. It's a great commercial for Viagra, you know. But you can't listen to it more than eight hours. Whoa, let's not get into that. Oh,
1: What did I say that for?
2: All right. <laughs> All right can we do a little lightning strike? That's funny. Mm-hmm. I like that. A little lightning strikes. Notice this. Uh, we're going to get the girls doing the uh, puppy u's because, you know, that was one of the things where the people say, What, is it, what are they singing back there? when they go, and they think it's baby a'u and this and that, but it what was puppy a'u. Don't ask me why I come up with that. I have no idea. I was idea. just gonna ask you, where did that come from? Well, just gonna... I, I, it just came out of nowhere. I said puppy-oh. It had a punch to it, you know. It had a sound. And, and that whiny sort of thing, it worked, you know. So tonight, girls, can we hear that? What does that sound like? Oh?
0: Okay. Baby, oh,
3: oh.
2: Baby, oh. Listen to me, baby. You gotta understand.
0: Let's hear that great song, Lightning Strikes.
1: Listen to me, baby, you gotta understand You're old enough to know the makings of a man Listen to me, baby, it's hard to settle down Am I asking too much for you to stick around? Every boy wants a girl he can trust to the very end, baby. that you. Won't you away. But till then, when I see. just taking over my one-track mind be believe it or not you're in my heart all the time all the girls are saying that you'll end up a fool be for the time being baby live by my room when i settle down i want one baby on my mind forgive and forget and i'll make up for a whole lot time if she's See you
0: then radio.com all oldies all the time
1: remember then radio the soundtrack of our lives playing all the oldies on that you can rely we are your best companion every single night and day so join us for sweet memories that will surely come your way.
0: His next single, Rhapsody in the Rain, proved to be controversial so much that an entire chain of radio stations refused to play it. Lou was forced to go back into the studio and re-record some of the suggestive lyrics. Although it seems odd by today's standards, AM radio in the 1960s was not about to play a song about a couple making love to the rhythm of a car's windshield wipers. The single went on to be a top-20 hit on both sides of the Atlantic. Lou talks about it in an interview on WFDU. Uh,
1: Can I talk just a little bit about the controversy with Rhapsody in the Rain? Sure. Yeah, um, initially it was considered too risque.
2: I know. Isn't it amazing how far we've slid since then? <laughs> <laughs> Nowadays, it would be wholesome. <laughs> I, know. Oh, I know. I know. You wouldn't even think about it twice. You know, I mean, really. I mean, it was just... Can you imagine? It was banned and with the so-called dirty lyrics, suggestive lyrics. and You know, Time Magazine wrote an article on it, too. They said that I was corrupting the youth of the day. That's how, you know, that's how <laughs> bad it got. And I had... I had uh, schools calling me, principals of schools, and priests and nuns calling me, and oh my gosh, I was really in trouble with everything.
0: Rhapsody in the Rain only managed to hit number 16 in the U.S. and number 37 in the U.K. Let's hear that great song by Lou Christie. It's Rhapsody in the Rain.
1: Then in this car our love went too much too far It was exciting as thunder Tonight I wonder And the flag.
0: Later on, after being dropped by MGM, Christy teamed up with Buddha Records and had a big up-tempo hit called I'm Gonna Make You Mine. The song peaked at number 10 in the U.S. Backing up vocals on this song was Linda Scott of I Told Every Little Star fame. Let's hear that big hit, I'm Gonna Make You Mine.
1: i try to get to your soul, I'll try to get to your mind. Everywhere that you look, just everywhere that you fly, I'm trying to get to your soul. I'm
3: trying to get to.
0: Christie spent the early 1970s in London, largely outside of the music industry, and battling drug addiction. In 1974, he married in London a former United Kingdom beauty queen, Francesca Winfield. After getting clean at a London drug rehab clinic, he dropped out of the music industry, working as a ranch hand, offshore oil driller, and carnival barker. Lou did have a tragedy in his life when his only son, 46-year-old Christopher, was killed in a traffic accident in Houston, Texas. He was thrown from his motorcycle and collided with a car. Lou then returned to the States and spent nearly two decades performing on the U.S. rock and roll revival circuit. Doing a lot of touring with Leslie Gore, Lou and Leslie recorded a compilation single together in 1986. Singing the song Since I Don't Have You by The Skyliners, and It's Only Make Believe by Conway Twitty. Listen. dr marv rosenberg of the safaris i hope you enjoyed the show hope you tune in for our next episode of the anatomy of the hit goodbye everybody